my daughter goes up to my wife and she's moving her belly button fat to talk to my wife. She's going, <laughs> she's going hey, look at me. <laughs> my wife is like, I'm not going to look at you. And she's like, look at me. Don't look at, don't look at, don't look at my eyes. Look down here at me. I'm talking to you. And she's like, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not acknowledging. And she goes, I want a cookie. Give me a cookie. I, I want one. I'm only asking for one very big chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> only one. Just one. Look at me. She's like, I'm not looking at you. And I go, you're talking to her belly button. You're talking to her belly button, okay? So, yeah, I'm very proud of my daughter. It's my day. Casting from mondays.pwop.com, it's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Lawrence Ryan here in the studio with Carl, Richard Campbell, Mark Miller, and Bob the Intern, announcing show number 42. And so the guy says no. Most guys take the camel into town to get girls. Mondays is produced by Pop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www. .pwop.com And now, the man who has sworn off setups in favor of only punchlines, Carl Franklin! Carl Franklin! Goddamn! This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This is Carl Franklin. You're listening to Mondays. Get off your ass and turn up the volume. <laughs> I'm just so damn happy to be back. Me too. Me too. I love this show. It makes no money. It annoys my wife. It's a waste of time. I love this show. That's kind of like the story of my whole life right there, man. (laughs) I just realized I might need to bring that up with my therapist, man. Let's see. Checklist. Annoy my wife. Waste of time. Make no money. Yes, that's me. That's me, man. I'm perfect for the show. Oh, man. <laughs> Richard, how was your week? Oh, how was your uh, month? I mean, it's been it's been that long, hasn't it? It really? has been. Yeah. Oh, it's just so good to be home for a while and and uh, do nothing. Try to anyway. I'm I'm lousy at doing nothing, but you know, try and keep out of trouble. A lot of things have happened since the last show. I mean, a lot of things with Pwop have happened, and a lot of things, uh, you know, in the world have happened. You know that um, I read a story today. Headline read, major world political leader in coma. Did you yeah. read, hear about this? He's apparently laying in a vegetative state, unable to communicate, drooling on himself, and completely incapacitated. Wow. But we, but we all know about George Bush, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't about that guy you thought it was about. Ah. So, There's another guy. So I had a good, a pretty good Christmas. You know, this is a good year for Pwop, a good end of the year. Um, you know, we were profitable. We made some good deals. We're putting some new shows together, and uh, we had a good year. So it was a banner year for .NET Rocks. A banner year for .NET Rocks. We had over a million and a half downloads. 
We, uh, we're starting two new shows, Hansel Minutes, which will be online Wednesday at HanselMinutes.com, and DNR TV, which will be online Thursday at DNRTV.com. We're, uh, well, what about my proposal that I sent you for milliseconds? <laughs> oh, hang on a second. Let me get the trash bin. Yeah, it's still, I still have it. I still okay, have it. you're going to look at that, right? Yes, it's filed. <laughs> it's filed. Um, but anyway, so we, we're starting some new shows. We've got a couple of new people on the staff helping with editing. Uh, we're, we're ramping up to do some renovations for some soundproofing. We're just having a good old time. So this is a good year. So Christmas was good. Um, I took a nod from Mondays from you, Richard, the toy boy, and I, I ordered like 10 DVD rewinders. And like eight deflection games. Remember the deflection game yes. that you uh, talked about on Mondays before, before Christmas, with a it's sort of like chess that you play, but there's a oh, little right that one. There's yes, a little button, lasers. Yeah, with a laser, right? And all the people pieces have mirrors on them, and you have to light up the other guy's piece on the other side of the board to win. And that was the biggest hit of any gift anybody ever got that I saw this Christmas. That was really? just the coolest. So you toy. played this game? I have played it. It's hard. It's hard. You think it's easy, but when you move, you move both offensively and defensively, and and then you have to think plan ahead. I mean, you have the short term and long term things to think about, and uh, it's just a hard game. Makes you think. You know, the biggest the, the the thing the thing I didn't like about that game is it it violates or it invalidates the warranty if you replace the built in lasers with uh, giant plasma cooled. Super lasers. Give me a fucking <laughs> word here, somebody. What the fuck are these things called, man? I, I think what you want is a chemical induction laser. Do you yes. want to try that line again? Yeah. No, I don't fuck it, man. Just throw it out. <laughs> throw out my joke. Suck. Man. Suck. Put it in with my proposal for the millisecond show, man. I thought it was a great idea. <laughs> Milliseconds. It's a very short show. <laughs> it just comes on. Hey, I'm Mark Miller. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> A little pissed off now. You're going to have to make me to come up with something original. I've got to come up with a new writing for the first show now. <laughs> milliseconds. <laughs> got to rewrite the whole first show now. You got to say it right, though. Milliseconds. Yeah, milla. Millisecond. Millisecond. <laughs> I'm telling you, it could be big, Carl. You're missing an opportunity. Well, anyway, I, I never thought I would. I never thought I would do this, but I actually went out and I bought uh, a plasma TV. Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, we've had like big, not big, but just regular old CRTVs, CRT TVs in our house for years. We have like a 36-incher in the in the uh, living room. In the bedroom, we have one that we got when we were married like, you know, 16 years ago. And we got it as a wedding gift. It's, a, you know, not a very big one, but it just sits there in the in the bedroom and no, you know. Hey, hey, excuse me. Note to stalkers. Yeah, you could get revenge if you get me, but Carl's got more stuff, man. He's got better shit. <laughs> well, <I don't> no, <laughs> Carl. No, no. So we, you know, we, I go to my local, and I made a point to not buy like at Walmart or, at, you know, at a major chain. There's a local chain uh, called Bernie's, and you know they're they're fairly local. They're localized, I guess. They might be a Connecticut company. I'm not sure, but they're not like a huge company. And uh, I bought it in there, and I went in there, and I thought that was a good thing to do. I think that I think that's a good thing in general to do is look around your town for those, you know, those little guys that are competing with Walmart and and patronize them because they're the future of your town's economy. Anyway, so I got this plasma TV, forty-two inch Hitachi plasma TV. We the audio 
part, uh, we, we, I just brought up the stuff that was in the basement, which is like one of those $400 everything, you know, surround sound in a box kind of all in one audio solution. So it's not the greatest, but it, you know, it's not bad. And we still have our, uh, Harman Kardon speakers that we normally have for the left and right. So, so we, and, and the subwoofer that came with the big, you know, in the box thing. So it's pretty good. And we went out and we got digital cable and we got high definition, you know, the high definition HD, package. Baby. And I saw high def for the first time and wow, I'm just really, really impressed. I want them all to be high def, you know, and you never realize what you're missing until you compare. Well, you that's know? not the only shock you're about to get in your life. You're finally getting into the digital uh, recorder shtick. That's going to change your world. Yeah, really something that I know about. And I, you know, obviously podcasting is all about that. So I'm on the other side of it from an audio point of view. But, but yeah, I don't, I don't really do that, use that. I've never used a PVR. So I don't know what that's all about. Oh, it's awesome, man. It saved my, it saved my marriage. <laughs> really? So you had so many other ways to screw it up. No, I'm serious because, like, when the, the you know when the the uh, I guess the what the second Gulf War started, the one the hunt for the weapons of mass destruction. When that, <laughs> when that thing started, I remember that was a movie I was with like, Sean Connery, right? No, no, no. I was like glued to the TV the whole time, and like I'd be watching news. I'd be watching like um, these special channels that only broadcast. You know, they broadcast live news conferences, right? It's not just news; it's live conferences. So you see the whole thing. So I was like watching like um, Colin Powell in a news conference. And, you know, my wife comes in the room and she's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then she's like, you're not listening to me, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, honey, it's Colin Powell. I can't. He's talking live. I can't fucking ask him to stop talking. <laughs> you know? So so we got TiVo and now we, she comes in, blah, blah, blah. That's my cue to hit the pause button. Yeah, right? there you go. And then I can, you know, look at her and smile and, you know, keep, make sure my eyes aren't glazing over. And then everything is good and my marriage is saved. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks to the PBR. Well, um, you know, the thing that's cool is that the cable company gives you a box now that has, a, you know, a PVR built into it. And it's got a hard drive internally. Mm-hmm. And so they're dire in direct competition with TiVo, just the cable company, just what you right. get. Um, and it's got Ethernet, and it's got USB and HDMI connectors, and it uh, doesn't have DVI. It has HDMI connectors, but it has optical out for audio, <clears throat> which uh, plugs into the receiver, so that's all you know, digital. And uh, it's fantastic. I, I, I love the quality of the shows that I like and, and the channels that I like. This is the thing. You know, I looked at the lineup for shows for the week, and, you know, out of literally thousands of shows that you can see in a week. You know, I may be like 10%. Maybe. I think that's a little high. I mean, probably thinking more like 1%. Yeah, you may be right. I mean, very, very few. I mean, you're talking, you got 150 channels and you like three of them. Yeah. No, right? that's about, yeah, that's, that's about 2 right. 2% of the channels. You're right. My math was bad. Thank you, Richard. I just wish the channels I liked wouldn't make me pay so much for the damn movies. <laughs> well, you're paying for all the crap, though. I mean, that's that's what it costs to get all the, the good There's stuff. no way to get HBO unless you also buy the package with the Siamese Faith Healers Network on it. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck is that? God, I can't stand it. Well, anyway. Well, the other thing I want to tell you about is that we're getting a new car. I'm, uh, I have a car that I use for the business only, and it's pretty much my car. I'm the only guy who drives it. Occasionally, I pick up the kids, but, you know, it's pretty much my car. And uh, so I'm running it through the business this year because 
I don't do anything besides business-oriented stuff. I mean, I hardly, uh, that's not really true, but everything that I do is sort of around in town. Either that or I'm driving to the airport to go speak at a gig somewhere. So pretty much it was an easy thing to um, to run it through the business. So we're getting a Prius. Do you hear that IRS? Yeah. Do you hear that internal revenue service? <laughs> no, it's totally legit. I mean, that's all I'm using it for is business-oriented travel. So uh, it's a Toyota Prius hybrid. Got a cool. 2006 model, and I was going to get it before January 1st, but um, I found out that if I waited till 2006, I would get a $3,000 tax credit. Nice. From the federal government. Plus, Connecticut waives the sales tax. So no matter when I bought it, no sales tax. And some cities actually have ordinances where if you buy hybrid vehicles, you can park on the street for free. Wow. Sweet. There's all sorts of incentives coming out, coming out in that have been come out already. Wow. And people want to buy the Prius anyway. Yeah, they can't they can't keep them. I mean, they're it's hard to keep up with demand. I I don't know why or how I just happened to be able to get one, but um yeah, I thought there was a long waiting list myself. You're but just I, that kind of guy, Carl. But I have a goal for the Prius, which is now that Richard, come on. This is a geek's car. Oh, definitely. No doubt about it. The geekiest car that exists. Right. And, you know, the most powerful car, that's been done. The most luxurious car, that's been done. The geekiest car, this is new territory. This car is the geek's car. It has, you know, the you see a, a diagram of where the power is coming from, the battery or gas in, in this, like, thing in the middle, you know, of the, of the dashboard. And there's all sorts of buttons and whistles and, and things to fiddle with. But I'm going to geek it out. Even more. I'm going to put a computer in this thing. And I don't mean, you know, an in-dash computer for, you know, uh, you know, DVD playing and, and GPS. That stuff is easy. I'm talking about I want to talk to it and I want to say read my email and have it read my email to me. And I want to be able to send messages and be able to dictate and do whatever else I want to do in the car. But I want to have a, a voice interface to it as much as possible. I also want to see if I can hack into, you know, the Prius's computer and maybe, you know, get some information out of it so that I can relay that information through uh, text-to-speech as well. So, Are you is... going to call your car Kit? <laughs> <laughs> no. Little red light wiping back and forth across the uh, grill in the front there? You should now, do that, you know, man. You know, when you think of a geek car, I mean, that, I guess, is a pretty... You know, Kit, I need an alibi, quick. Yeah. <laughs> I just never liked that you show anyway. You were playing anyways, poker so. with the boys. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. You were saying something? Well, no, I just never liked that show anyway, so okay. I don't see myself as Knight Rider. You, you know? could kind of grow your hair out like Hasselhoff had back yeah, in the Yeah, sure. Right? There you go. Yeah. Hasselhoff with a mullet. Yeah, you know what Hasselhoff doesn't have? About oh. 200 extra pounds. That's what Hasselhoff doesn't <laughs> have. Well, Nobody's anyway. asking you to get into a bathing suit. <laughs> So that's my that's my goal. I'm gonna you know I bought a couple of books on eBay about hacking you know the car PCs, and uh, and all that stuff. So, well, you know, I'll, I'll I'll report on my progress from time to time. At least you're doing something with yourself, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know we got an email from a fan, uh, and I know Mark. I I want to know what you did this week too, but but I want to read this first. Um, yeah, his name's Dan, and he says, uh, "Hey, man, my mother-in-law." Outlaws, more like it, is here, and I need help. That's the subject. Help. Can you call in a bomb threat or something to my house? 
<laughs> Maybe animal control. Tell them there's an orangutan on the loose in Torrington. Ugh, I love when people come into my house and feel the need to tell me what to do. Makes me want to drink till I can't feel my legs. Anything. I was drinking 409 after I ran out of rum and wine and hairspray and Drano. <laughs> the, the only salvation was a nice watermelon. I took it down to the basement so I could carve it with my hatchet, pretending it was her head. Not a, not a good idea after Captain Morgan Drano cocktail, but help, man. Please, help me. <laughs> Do you know how to swallow your own tongue? I've been trying for like an hour now. Maybe I'll get lucky and she will ask me some computer or internet email questions. That would be the freaking best. Say, say a prayer and light a candle for me and keep your fingers crossed for an understanding jury. Nice. What's this guy's first name? Dan. Dan. Yeah. Dan, I might actually have something for you, man. You know, he listens to the show. He's a big fan and he looks to us, you know, for help. So, so there you go. So, Mark, how you doing, man? Well, I'm not doing too well, actually. My old knee injury is back. It's been bugging me since Christmas Eve. What happened? Well, I'm sitting at the dinner table with the wife and kids, and we're talking about making cookies for Santa, and I'm not terribly interested in the conversation. And all of a sudden, my son has this idea. He says, he says, hey, instead of making cookies for Santa Claus, we can make cookies for ourselves. And that's when I, <laughs> that's when I perked up, and I said, hell yeah, screw Santa Claus. We're keeping the cookies. <laughs> Then, then my wife executed one of her patented Jet Li under the table karate chops to the kneecap. <laughs> she sends the kids off to play and starts in with her blah, blah, blah. Like I'm supposed to know what that means. <laughs> Speaking of my son, the next morning he got one of those, he opened up one of those Radio Shack electronic kits for Christmas, courtesy of yours truly, I might add. Mm -hmm. You know, the kits with the springs and the wires and the resistors and stuff that yeah. teach you how to build a radio or a buzzer or yep. light sensitive light thing. Yep. Well, guess what, Carl? He doesn't like it. No. That's right. He informs me that he doesn't want to build a radio. He wants to build a jetpack instead. Oh, man. And I'm like, what the f***? And then my <laughs> wife smacks me in front of the kids, mind you, and asks me how many times has she told me not to say what the f*** in front of the kids. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not keeping count. And then so then I turn to my son and I say, son. Jetpacks are toys for big boys and girls. You need nitrous oxide and a regulator, old rubber tires for fuel, an ignition source like a model rocket engine, and lots of thin metal food wrap to mold into a deflector so your pants don't catch fire. <laughs> and he's like, cool, thanks. And then he runs off to the garage. Meanwhile, my wife starts up again with her blah, blah, blah. You know how it is, Carl. She's off on a rant again, just like the night before. And then it hits me. What? Dan, listener Dan, you might want to be paying attention now. <laughs> what hits you? Noise reduction, Carl. Oh. I bet, I bet I could build something huh. with a microphone and the circuits in this electronics kit to get my wife to finally shut up. <laughs> then the next time my wife tries to have another one of her little communication moments with me, I could turn this thing on and then the built-in noise reduction circuitry would kick in, analyze the waveform, and instantly generate a perfect complementary waveform on the speaker I'm going to wire up. And then rendering the original sound nearly silent. Brilliant, eh? I can make yeah. millions on this thing. Yeah. So anyway, I've been secretly working on this baby all week. In fact, mm. the reason I was late today is that I just finished laying down the last solder joint and I wanted to test it out. Okay. All right. Well, while you're doing that, let's uh, get this party started with the Weekend Geek. And this is where I comb the, uh, comb the news for geek-oriented stories that are making the news. 
and bring them to you for your geeking out pleasure. Well, this week I'm focusing on the Consumer Electronics Show, which happened last week in Las Vegas. But you know, before before I get started talking about the you know the week in geek and the the stuff in Las Vegas, you know I made a joke about Ariel Sharon before, but uh, I want to take a few minutes to talk about this because this is you know something I really feel strongly about. You know, uh, he's been you, you know some people have said that he uh, that he you know he's hawkish and you know he's not really for peace and. But I, 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 I think. Hey, I think it's working. What? Well, what was that? Oh, that was my noise reduction technology there. I think the waveform needs a little tweaking, but it was pretty good. I didn't hear anything. How about you, Richard? Got that noise just out of the way. Woo! All right. Anyway, I guess I'll just get on with the week and geek then. Uh, I saw this story at uh, uh, on the computer, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show, a few stories. This one I saw at shrinkster.com slash AII. The headline reads, Portable Media Connected Devices Dominate CES, as opposed to last year, Kitchens and Bathrooms. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Let's, let's actually look back on some headlines from last year's CES. At shrinkster.com slash AIJ, the headline is Wireless Gizmos Dominate Last Day of Electronics Show. And at shrinkster.com slash AIK, there's a story from CNET of the top 10 devices from CES 2004, among them the Creative Zen Portable Media Center and the Arcos Gemini GMINI, G-Mini maybe, 220 Portable Media Player, and a few other connected gizmos. I think it's the same show. They, yeah, they actually, well, I was looking at all these these crowd photos. I think it's the same picture. They never left Vegas. They're all the same people. They're still there. They're wearing the same shirt. <laughs> it's a hoax. All right. In another related story, PC World completes the first test of dual-core mobile processors at shrinkster.com slash AIH. Intel increased the multitasking power of notebooks this week, that would be last week, with its introduction of dual-core technology into its mobile processor line. Nice. Exclusive tests performed by PC World show the new Intel Core Duo chips can boost a system's ability to perform more than one task at a time, but they don't seem to have much performance impact on single standard applications. They evaluated two pre-production notebooks, one from Dell, the other from HP, each featuring the new 2 GHz Core Duo T2500 chip. The chips, formerly codenamed Yona, also come with a new platform, formerly codenamed Napa, that boasts a faster frontside bus, now at 667 MHz, up from 533 MHz, support for faster memory that matches the frontside bus speed, a new chipset, the 945 GMPM, and Intel's new wireless 802.11abg technology. The processors come in two main lines, the T-line for mainstream notebooks and the L-line of low-voltage models intended for ultralight laptops. The T-line... No, I tried that Yoko Ono chip out. (laughs) (laughs) All it did was annoy the other three guys. Nice. The T-line will range from the 1.66 gigahertz T2300 to the 2.16 gigahertz T2600, and the L-line will initially have two variants, the 1.5 gigahertz L2300 and the 166 gigahertz L2400. Blah, 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 blah. Why the f*** isn't this working, man? 
That's not really funny. I just think it's freaking cool. You know, I wasn't paying attention to anything you said. Notebooks are getting faster. Yep. Okay, cool. Dual core in a notebook. Mm. Oh, is that what it was? More power. Awesome. This is cool. We can have the Cliff Notes version of like, you know, major stories. (laughs) Millerized. People like me. What do you say, man? Millerized version. What was that? It's done in a millisecond. (laughs) (laughs) And now the news in a millisecond. All right. Also from- We'll be back after this message. Okay, we're back. (laughs) Also from CES. I mean, come on. This is a, you know, this is the geek event of the year. Oh, yeah. The Com- Consumer Electronics Show is the geeks event. So, I mean, I have to, I have to talk about some of this stuff. Uh, this is from shrinkster.com slash AIM. Laptops get instant on makeovers at CES. From Associated Press. Uh, tick, tick, tick. The dreaded waiting period for a computer to boot up is all too familiar. Even the pilot on my flight to Las Vegas this week told passengers they would have to wait for a few minutes. Like how your computer has to boot up at home, in quotes, as he restarted the engine before takeoff. But airplanes aside, time-weary consumers who increasingly rely on laptops, PCs, and other electronic devices to watch movies or listen to music are demanding immediate gratification. Kind of like this segment. (laughs) The tech industry is responding. Evidence of an instant-on movement peppered the International Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas last week. Toshiba showed off new notebooks with its Express Media Player, get this, which lets users instantly play audio or video DVDs and CDs with a simple push of a button without the need to first boot Windows. Cool. Yeah. Nice. I'm, I don't know how. I mean, they just have sure, their the, own supplementary yeah, they must operating have a separate system. Player built in, right? It's like in the BIOS or something. Yeah, well, I bet you they even power that up. They got a whole other separate circuit oh, yeah. wired to it. Yeah, you're right. Huh? Crazy. That's a great idea. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm all over. I'm all I over. I just love anything. the fact they're not even going to try and fix Windows or <laughs> use Suspend or any of those things. Just screw it. Give them a VBB player. Yeah. Speaking of things that piss me off, the you know DVDs when you put them in, you know, like for playing for the kids. You say, let's go to the next, let's jump past this opening beginning bullshit. You know, why do I have to watch, you know, five minutes of the FBI warning every single fucking time I play a DVD? I know that baby by heart. Right. I know what <laughs> crimes I'm going to commit if I, you know, if I commit them. Let me watch my damn movie. I agree. I agree. All right. Next story from shrinkster.com slash AIO. Intel launches VIIV, Viv Entertainment PC. From Associated Press, also, chipmaker Intel launched its Viv, and I don't even know how to pronounce this. It's Vive. Vive. Entertainment PC platform Thursday, and announced a slew of deals with entertainment and other tech companies to provide content for the new systems. Vive PC owners will be able to watch video that's stored in Google's video service, high-definition highlights from NBC's coverage of the Winter Olympics, and classic TV shows from America Online. In all, Intel has signed dozens of content deals. Okay, I can understand the Winter Olympics. Heck, you have to be Ted Kaczynski to tune out the Olympics. But classic TV shows? Is this the high point of technological savvy in our civilization? Gilligan's Island and f***ing Three's company? Woohoo! You know, I've been quiet for too long on this issue. I'm now paying about 150 bucks a month to my cable company for high-definition channels, digital cable channels, 
premium channels and extended basic channels. I have about 200 fucking channels and more than half of it is crap. No, 99% of it is crap. Is it just me or have we gone insane? My no, note to stalkers that are going to go steal stuff from Carl. I recommend just stay in there at his place. He's got all the stuff already hooked up. All the cables coming in there. You go somewhere else. You're going to have to pay for that. <laughs> My mother-in-law, a well-educated woman who comes from a thrifty Scottish family, waited 20 years to replace her worn out living room carpet. Just to, so you know who this person is. Just dumped eight grand on a home entertainment system. Wow. Now she spends less time reading and working in the yard and more time looking at crap on the wall. Doesn't anybody care that they're paying good money to watch crappy content? Do you really feel that way, Bob? No, that was just something I heard on the Family Guy. Nice. 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 And that is The Weekend Geek for this week. Of course, you know, CES is like the center of the universe for me. I'm going down there this weekend. Yeah, I know. But the announcements are already rolling out. And the one-upmanship in CES is awesome. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I bet. And, it, you know, I wish I had more time. And in it, we weren't recording, you know, if we were recording a few days later so I could get round up some of these products, they're literally just announcing them, right? The classic one, LG, right? And I love LG. They they make great monitors. Yes. Rolls out a hundred and two inch plasma display. Oh my god! Hundred and two inch display. I mean, it's unbelievable. Prototype, ten eight ten eighty p i or ten eighty p um, display. Right, it's nineteen twenty by ten eighty. Unbelievable screen. Holy the next shit. day, Masushita announces a hundred and three inch uh, plasma TV. Oh my god. It's hilarious, right? They're constantly you, going at each other. You know, at night, the engineers are like, can we make the border bigger? Can we do it? We <laughs> can make it a little, little larger. We can do it. You got 12 hours. Go. <laughs> they just get a bunch of bungee cords and they leave it stretching overnight. <laughs> so Sharp announced an LCD display, also 1080p, so, you know, full resolution, 64-inch LCD panel. That's wow. sweet. And this actually is not a prototype. This is going into production. 21 grand. 64 inch LCD panel. Too damn expensive. Now you Samsung know Samsung comes back 82 inch LCD panel. You know this is really odd because that was the first question I asked in the store, which is, you know, what's the difference between LCD and plasma? I mean, they look fairly comparable. Um, you know, why would I get one or the other? <clears throat> the answer was that the LCDs look better at lower uh, you know, sizes and the plasmas can go higher. But um, the LCDs at bigger sizes, like over 32 inches, tend to tear. Like, they can't keep up as as well as the plasmas can. Oh, really? So, it surprises me that we're hearing about an 84, 80-inch... 80 80 82 inch? inches. 82-inch LCD display. They must have some really fast electronics in there. It must be. Yeah, I mean, recognizing that every... The thing is, the resolution isn't any higher. Right. Right? Sure, I mean, the, bottom the pixel line size, is really. That 82-inch that LCD panel by Samsung is lower resolution than the Samsung 23-inch I got sitting beside me. Right, because of the pixel size. That's right. The pitch. So, you know, that's not really the issue. The issue is, you know, production caliber, and but the screen refresh rate matters, right? And there's no question about right. that. The rate at which they can refresh the pixels matters in an LCD panel. It's not an issue in a plasma panel, because basically a plasma is analog. Yes, it's gas, and, and, right? 
Yeah, and LCD is not. Yeah. When you're talking about resolution and not giving a damn how much money you spend, Sony's produced a projector, the SRX R110. This was, again, announced at CES. Native resolution, 4096 by 2160. Wait a minute. This is a monitor? Oh, projector. This is a projector. Wow. Holy shit. You know what it's designed for? Me. Movie theaters. Oh, wow. Yes. Of course. We saw saw a movie on this digital stuff in the Netherlands, man. I think you were there, Richard, right? Yeah. It was on this. Is the same stuff from Sony, wasn't it? The same. Yeah. This is a newer version of it. The resolution is is unbelievable. I I think they were talking about they had like a, there was a three chip versus a four chip deal. Is that what I'm recalling? Am I recalling that right? That, That the next one was a four chip or a four something. I don't know. Well, never mind. I guess you're not you're, you're not giving me any feedback on it, so you're not now because I think you're just making it up. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> there you go. Just make it up anyway. It looked pretty good. We saw Star Wars on that. Yeah, it was beautiful. Absolutely amazing screen. It was really good. So, other technology. I mean, obviously, this is like the year of the display. Yeah, people finally doing something creative with it, though. I mean, it's one thing to have a TV so big, you know, you need an expansion to your house to put it up, but. The Philips Research Group has got this device called the Enter Table. Hmm. 30-inch LCD screen that's touch-sensitive as a tabletop, pre-programmed with all kinds of board games. Hmm. So basically, you have a touch surface that you can play games on. Wow. But it really is a harbinger, and this is tying in with uh, Bill Gates' keynote, too, because Bill was talking about exactly these massive displays that are just sort of everywhere. And uh, and you, you can see guys like Phillips actually building it, where in, uh, one of the examples Bill gave in his keynote was you're in, a, in an airport lounge, and you bring your cell phone, put it down on this table, the Bluetooth interface works automatically, and now the screen that is this tabletop is an extension of your phone. Ah. And the other guy who was using it before you gets all pissed off. Yeah, so <laughs> get, get your damn phone off God my screen. Damn it. Yeah. But without a doubt, of all the devices I've seen from CES so far, and I'm saving a bunch of stuff for my part, I just wanted to blurt this out, the product that's made that's brought a tear to my eye and I think is actually going to revolutionize stuff is Sony's new reader. It's an ebook reader. Now, they've had one for a while. This is a brand new one. A couple of things that are going to make you just boggle you. For starters, it's electronic ink. Right? Really? Oh, so, sweet. No backlight. Paper. This is like paper. Yeah. It looks like paper. In fact, one of the reviewers I was reading, talking about it, they saw it and asked the Sony guy, so when are we going to see a real one? Duh. Thinking that this screen was literally you know, glued on. They go, love it. That is the real oh one. Oh, my God. I love it, man. Oh, that's awesome. The this- capacity on it's amazing, but get this. Supports RSS with enclosures. No! Images, everything built in. That is so cool. So that, my friends, is going to be the product to look at. And it would be one of my toys, except Sony's got nothing released on it yet. It's only being talked about at CES so far. Oh, so damn. Until I have more material, I can't tell you more. All I know is I want one. Yeah, me damn, too. Damn, damn, damn. Hey, hey, Richard, you know, we just recorded .NET Rocks like three hours ago yeah. with Chris Sells, and, and I brought up the fact that I had seen an HD projector, and you said, what did you say? No, I didn't. You you were thinking that the HD projectors were like ten grand and uh, to do 1080i. Yeah. Well, feast your eyes on shrinkster.com slash AIS. And this is a Hitachi UltraVision HDP J52 projector. Uh, it's 1,200 ANSI lumens, but it does 1080. It does 720i, but it P, does buddy. 1280 by 720. 
Yeah. Uh, it also does 1600 by 1200. Well, that's not native though. Yeah. Which means they're going to be doing the interpolation. Yeah. So this is actually a 720p display that'll interpolate 1080i. Right. Which is not good enough. This is exactly what I was saying. The, the limit here, right? For reasonable price projectors is, uh, is you know, 4,000 bucks, you'll get a 720p projector. And that's not bad, but it's not So you're not saying it'll do the resolution, but it isn't native resolution. It's so fabricating therefore... it. Yeah. It's interlaced. Huh. Right. Which is why it says they're 1080i. Now, there, there are like almost five stars on, on these reviews oh, yeah. here. Yeah. People love them. It doesn't mean that they've got all the features they want in them. They just, hmm. they, you know, it's a, people like the projector. Okay. It's all four reviews of it. Good, in, good information from the toy boy. There you go. You know, and this is the the, the question, you know, they, we talked about this again at DNR. I don't get good toys for Christmas, right? <laughs> I help other people get good toys for Christmas. And I don't want good toys for Christmas. I mean, it's hard enough for me to shop for me. Richard. Much less trying to let anybody else do it. I stand in awe of your superior toyness. <laughs> yeah, I spent, uh, actually, one of the most popular things this Christmas that people were at, that, that wives... And uh, and various significant others were asking me about was uh, the television and the projector and what to get. Right. And uh, and I, in good conscience, cannot recommend an HDTV projector right now because once you get to a projector that will do what these new screens will do, a it's over ten grand. Mm. B it's the size of a Prius. Yeah. Right. And C it generates more heat than the Prius. Mm. Okay. Right? They're just they that's not a good thing for your for your theater. Well, you'll tell us next week on uh, Mondays about your escapades at uh CES. Oh, you know I will. All right. Good. Hey deal. Richard, I want to hang out with you, man. Oh, will you be my friend? <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you have an extra pass? <laughs> don't Give worry, Mark. I'm sure that after this week's dumber than me, you're gonna have some new friends. So why don't we just uh talk about all those people that are dumber than you? And uh, and so, being dumber than you, you figure they're probably dumber than us and will therefore make us feel better about ourselves. Mr. Miller. Thank you, Carl. I'm talking like this because my throat lining has been removed. <laughs> I got five grand for an experiment. It didn't work out so well. I have three stories for you today, Carl. Story number one. Turns out, evil twin is smarter than me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> a young man serving a sentence for assault escaped from jail simply by walking out. You see, Carl, this young man had an identical twin brother who was also incarcerated at the, at the same Scottish jail, and his identical twin was scheduled for release. When the brother's name was called, the twin stepped forward and proceeded to stroll out of the jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby, screwing over your twin brother while simultaneously telling the man to suck on this. <laughs> Right on. You, sir, are smarter and more eviler than me. <laughs> Story number two. Smarter or dumber, you decide. Akira Haraguchi, a 59-year-old psychiatric counselor who lives in Japan, recently recited the value of pi. Now, as you know, kids, pi is not just a fun thing to play in on the weekends. Pi <laughs> is also a constant composed of a never-ending stream of numbers. Mr. Haraguchi took 13 hours to recite from memory the value of pi to 83,431 decimal places. Holy wow. crap. As oh you know, Carl, God. this beats your dad's previous record, which was only 54,000 digits. <laughs> <laughs> this news no doubt comes as a shock to your family. Uh, Mark, my dad did not hold the previous record for reciting values of pi. 
Oh, really? It was probably some Japanese guy who did the 54,000. Sorry about the mix-up. <laughs> Carl, I, I thought your dad was Japanese. No. But didn't he invent that USB-powered light-up fish smell evaporator thing that we featured on the show that one day? <laughs> no. Oh, I wonder where I got that from. Well, anyway, Mr. Haraguchi, <laughs> we have now arrived at that fateful part of the show where we answer the question on everybody's mind. Are you, sir, smarter or dumber than me? <laughs> Bob, cue the music. Okay, man. God damn it, Bob. Can we keep it professional? <laughs> uh, sorry, Mark. Uh, wrong button. <laughs> Hmm. Let us think. Think, think, think. Hmm. 83,431 digits. That's quite an achievement. Just, just think about that poor guy who previously had the world record. He's like, damn, now I got to go remember 30,000 more numbers just to defend my title. Hmm. 83,431 digits. That is impressive. I think I can do pi to three, maybe four decimal places. <laughs> hmm, let's see. 83,431 minus four equals, uh, equals, uh, Duma! <laughs> Are you telling me that you memorized a stream of 83,431 numbers? Is this what you do with your free time? What are you thinking? <laughs> Look, we all know that reciting a bit of trivia can break the ice with the ladies, but I can assure you, you will not get laid with this information. <laughs> Dude, you're like 59 years old. That's 1,414.08 digits of pi memorized each year. <laughs> you're insane. You're loony. You're toony. A little bit like George Clooney. <laughs> and I've got news for you. Nobody cares. <laughs> well, I will concede that a few people are concerned about the 26 digits of pi. It is a known fact that nobody, I repeat, nobody gives a flying f about the 27th digit or any of the other numbers that fall. <laughs> you know, this is the kind of obsessive compulsive behavior that can be helped by seeing, uh, seeing, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of, Carl? Oh, I know, psychiatric counselor. Which coincidentally <laughs> happens to be what your profession of choice, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe you should just take a break from your patients and just see yourself for a while. Because Mr. Haraguchi, you brain busting, digit loving pie enumerator, <laughs> you saw I'm dumber than me. Yes, yes you are. You are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to be back. It is good. And story number three, last story. <laughs> Woo. Little Christmas theme here. Santa Claus gets parking ticket. Christmas is canceled again. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> An Oklahoma police officer responding to a disturbance in the city's east side got a little surprise on Christmas morning when he learned mm. the cause of the disturbance. Santa Claus. <laughs> According to Officer Brian Harris, quote, I arrived at the scene and found the suspect in an agitated state. He was shouting profanities, waving his arms about wildly and pacing back and forth. It was clear that this Santa had some issues. <laughs> and Carl, let me tell you, his suit may have been red, his beard white as snow, and his nose like a cherry, but Santa's belly didn't shake like a bowl of jelly. No siree, this ripped and buff Santa had been clearly working out. 
because old St. Nick stunned police by firmly wrapping his muscular arms around a nearby no-parking sign and proceeding to uproot it from the earth where it once peacefully dwelled. Wow. <laughs> That's right, kids. Santa Claus is now armed. <laughs> Officer Harris unholstered his weapon, exited the cruiser, and ordered Father Christmas to drop the sign. But Chris, <laughs> but Chris Kringle was on a mission with the intensity of a man tasked with delivering 200 million freshly wrapped presents on the one night when every fucking Starbucks is closed. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Mr. Kringle decided to completely disregard the spirit of Christmas and instead proceeded to beat the shit out of a second no parking sign, which was in front of his ticketed vehicle. Can you imagine that, Carl? Santa's like the Incredible Hulk. I bet I could get him on my wrestling team and together we could take Hawking and Sagan in a caged match. And finally, I'd be champion of the World Scientist Wrestling Federation. Sagan's dead, Mark. Yeah. And I knew you were going to think say that, Carl. He, he died like in 1996. And I know you're thinking like, what the hell is Professor Hawking hooking up with a dead guy in a cage match? <laughs> That's just downright insane, isn't it? I know, Carl. That's exactly what I thought when I heard the news. I mean, my primary concern is toxic bodily fluids. You just don't know what's been brewing in a guy who's been dead for nine years. And- <laughs> And the last thing Santa Claus and I need is for Hawking to cheat yet again by throwing Carl Sagan's dead body at us in the middle of a match. But I've been doing some undercover research, Carl. When we were in London last October, I sunk away from the conference and made my way over to Hawking's office. And I had a chance to peek through a steamy window. You can imagine my surprise seeing all those naked college girls soaping up their hot college bodies. What, <laughs> what the hell were all these fine ladies doing taking a shower in Hawking's office? <laughs> of course it was around this time that one of the soapy british ladies spots me trying to figure out what the f*** is going on i was no doubt carefully maintaining a look of perplexity and she starts pointing at me and screaming some british gobbly cook like ah peeper peeper whatever the f*** that means <laughs> hey note to british people stop inventing new words <laughs> It's not long before they all start pointing and screaming. And I'm like, what do, do I have a mouse on my head? What, what's, <laughs> what's going on? Anyway, a few days later, after I was released from jail, I finally managed to make my way over to Hawking's new office. Apparently he's not working at the old office anymore. That's like something else. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, the dark Lord of quantum physics now works atop a grayish black building made of these large old stone bricks. And Carl's unbelievable. He's got all these giant gold and silver lightning rod thingies mounted on the roof. Creepy. Anyway, <laughs> after a few minutes of ivy climbing, thank God for British ivy, my adrenaline was pumping. I, as I pulled myself up to take a peek inside this mad scientist's evil den of evil, <laughs> I could feel my heart beating fast. I mean, here I was on the verge of seeing firsthand the secret layer of my Arch nemesis for all eternity. <laughs> but first I needed to quickly climb down and go back to check out his old office again. <laughs> Damn, showers were empty. And then the security guard shows up out of nowhere and starts harassing me. And I'm like, excuse me, Mr. Uptight British policeman, but is it a crime to look at an empty shower room? Is it? <laughs> well carl apparently in england it is a crime to look at an empty shower mm. what the f- <laughs> <laughs>
Well, Mark, did you get to see what Hawking was up to? Uh, no, Carl. I didn't have a chance before the entire country of England, apparently on behalf of the European Union, who reportedly had enough of my shenanigans, grabbed me by the ear and dragged me onto a plane that was stateside bound. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not important, Carl. What is important are the rumors that wheelchair-bound dark prince of even darker matter is up to something. For years, authorities have speculated that the four-eyed wheelie man was behind the unexplained exhuming and subsequent 1998 disappearance of Carl Sagan's body. <laughs> Hawking was in the States at the time, claiming to be promoting his new book, A Brief History of My Ass, or something like that. <laughs> and there have been questions about Hawking's reportedly odd behavior, like the fact that recently Hawking's been seen rolling around in public, pulling along a large cryogenic tank, sitting on four tiny squeaky wheels, <laughs> sublimating super cool gases, and in general, pissing off every single human being in the vicinity of this madman. <laughs> and get this, Carl, the door to the cryo tank is reportedly securely sealed shut, held in place by several heavy locks and a titanium weld beating along all the seams. So what exactly are you saying, Mark? God damn it, Carl. Have you even been paying attention? <laughs> Isn't it painfully obvious? I've been telling you for years about Hawking's been diverting his grant money to fund his other pet research project into the dark art of galvanism. Kids, what? that's the so-called science of reanimating the dead. But I think <laughs> something's gone terribly wrong. I ask you, Carl, what if all that security on the cryo tank isn't there to keep people from peeking inside? but instead is there to keep someone or something from getting out. Dun, dun, dun. I think Sagan's alive, but he's probably been turned into some horribly mutated sky-gazing creature. Back in 1975, <laughs> I warned the scientific community about the dangers of playing with the dead, but Hawking wouldn't listen. No doubt he's now created some kind of monster, and he's now toting it around with him wherever he goes because he's no doubt panicked in his brilliant scientific mind isn't able to cope with the reality of the situation ha, i figured it out didn't i hawking <laughs> mark have you noticed that during your story sometimes you get a little uh, distracted god damn it carl will you let a man talk <laughs> and that's why i need this sign beating badass santa claus so together we can tag team Hawking <laughs> and Sagenstein <laughs> in our upcoming cage match at the arena. Do you hear me, Professor Hawking? Once again, we've exposed your dirty little secrets here on Mondays. The Millinator and his brand new partner, the jolly old Soul Reaper. <laughs> we'll be stuffing some serious Christmas whoop ass down your chimney, if you know what I mean. You're on the naughty list, Hawking. And this time, Santa's going to make you pay. You're going down to Lost Toy Town. <laughs> and no amount of reanimated tomfoolery is going to save you now. After the Millinator and the Kringlinator are through with you. <laughs> and that whiny boy singing, you'll both be counting the billions and billions of stars circling around your fat heads. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, can you please get back to the story? Uh, excuse me, uh, Bob? Yes, Mark? Uh, we're going to enter an edit point here for the show. 
God damn it, Carl. Am I not wrapping it up? Will you get on my fucking back? Okay. <laughs> okay, Toki Bob. We're out of the edit point now and back into the show. As Officer Harris approached the less than jolly sign beater, he detected the strong scent of alcohol and proceeded to take Mr. Kringle into custody on a complaint of destruction of city property and public intoxication. No word yet on whether Santa's sleigh was impounded, but I'm sure the reindeer were either taken away by animal control, or maybe they decided to ditch the sleigh in favor of flying south for the winter, clearly hoping to score <laughs> clearly hoping to score some of those hot Latin reindeer ladies who lay out on the beaches and droves down in Mexico. <laughs> Mr. Kringle, still wearing his red suit, hat, beard, and gloves, remained in the Creek County Jail on Monday. So, Mr. Kringle, you arm-waving, weight-lifting, elf-beating sign-lover. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I think I meant to say, I meant to say sign-loving elf-beater. <laughs> no, that's not it. Wait, let's try this. Sign-beating elf-lover. <laughs> you, sir, are dumber than me. Yes, you are. And by the way, Hawking, man, have you gone mad? For God's sake, let Sagan out of the tube and let him live a normal life of undead dignity. <laughs> As the reanimated, sky-gazing professional wrestler zombie that he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Man. And on that deliciously dead guy Sagan note, let's talk to Richard, the toy boy. Richard Campbell, the toy boy, finds the weird, the wonderful, the wild, the awesome toys that abound on the internet. This week with a CES spin, I'm sure. Richard Campbell. Well, I think I gave my best CES stuff already, but I'll mention a few pieces. But mostly, i got to take care of my friends. So I think I'll start with my friend Carl. And Carl, I know, you know, you've got your, uh, your Prius coming and you want to put a PC in it. So I would aim you at... Shrinkster.com slash AIQ. That's Alpha Indigo Quebec. And they find, and may I add, Canadian folks at GNETCanada.com. Huh. So GNET specializes in installing devices and building devices for in vehicle use. Sweet. And there's your PC rub right at the top there. And they have their own software called Digital Dash. Integrates in with uh, your dashboard and allows you to control all those features. They also have this section called Nav Video. They actually have kits for just about every car you've ever heard of that has built-in GPS. No kidding. It'll tie into their display to give you uh, DVD video. Holy shit, Richard. These are the guys. That's cool. Oh, my God. That's awesome. And I'd point out pricing is all there. They have a range of LCD screens, whether they're the fold-out kind that come out of your dash or fit in the back of your seat or come down from the roof. They got all that. So everything you need, GNET Incorporated. This is cool. So you could, you could like watch porn on the freeway while you're driving. There you go. So Richard, uh, is this a PC-based thing or? They have a PC line and they have a non-PC line. All right. So there's both. So basically, you could find your model, like I'm looking at Toyota right here. Right. And I see the Prius going up to 2006. Right. And they have a model for it. So That's the DVD system to tie in with your GPS nav oh, in the Prius. Oh, okay. Right? So that's that section. The whole computer section is separate. 
And that's where you can get another nav system and so on. So it depends on how you want to configure it. If you want a full, I know you were talking about full bore PC. They've got that. Wow. You are my hero. I aim to please. And because it's a, a Canadian uh, company, you uh, have to pay 50% sales tax, right? Nah, not if you're in the US. Oh, okay. We got this whole, you know, North American free trade agreement, which applies to everything except, you know, softwood lumber and salmon. Maple syrup. Anything else you want to buy. Prescription yeah. drugs. There you go. <laughs> Cigarettes. Yeah. But I'm not done with your Prius yet. All right. I have another feature you can add to your Prius that maybe you haven't considered. Are you ready? I'm ready. Tracer.com slash AIU, Alpha Indigo Uniform. And the website is pre-UPS. UP, uninterruptible power supply? Click on the Prius. There you go. It's a wiring system to add to your Prius to act as a UPS for your house. Whoa. Whoa. What? That is cool. I clicked on the dynamite. So you can <laughs> use your Prius as a generator for your house for backup power. That's right. Oh, my God. That is so cool. There you go. It's a kit. <laughs> Design. It's a it's a site designed to set up the kit to uh, get your uh, your Prius acting as a general for for your. Yeah, when you think about so it, what's cool. the car doing? It's just doing a bunch of mini explosions inside of it. I think I could with a, this Radio Shack electronics kit, I could harness the power of the dynamite and power my house. <laughs> yeah, very briefly. In a millisecond. Once. <laughs> In a millisecond. So they're talking here about the Prius being able to give you about 5,000 watts of power. That's not bad. It's not bad. You know, it's not, it's great. not a tremendous amount. That's, uh, it's like three regular breakers worth of power. Yeah. I, um, you, you get a gen, like the little generator they have on the right there. That looks like an 8,000. I mean, I had a little 8,000 watt generator like that looked about that big. This so, is cool. You can, that's about it what you looks need. like you can turn it on remotely. Is that right? Well, in theory, you can, yeah. Remote starters for cars have always existed. Yeah, the Prius has a remote. The Prius yeah. has a key that you can start just by being near it. Right. So when you're in the vicinity of it, you can just press a button and it starts. Sounds pretty cool, man. You uh, walk away, it turns off. By the way, if we should get a sponsor, it should be Prius. <laughs> yeah, there you Toyota. go. Toyota. Toyota. You rock, man. Thanks. Well, I'm thinking for thinking about you. I got one more for you. Okay. Because I know, you know you're getting close to building a home stereo system. And, and, and let's face it, you're into pro audio, so you care about quality gear. That's true. And, you know, one of the biggest problems you have when you start building decent PA stuff, you know, rather than, than high-fidelity, low-volume stuff, but when you start building a home theater, you got some noise, is that whole vibration isolation problem. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, not, it's a, not a trivial thing to address. And people spend a lot of money on it. And I ran across this a little while ago, and I've been saving it for just such an occasion. Take a look at shrinkster.com slash AIV. Alpha Indigo Victor. And this, to me, is the best vibration isolation you could possibly ask for. Now, this goes where? Um, under your TV? Under your stereo equipment. Each piece would have its own little platform, and these platforms magnetically hover. They'll hold 130 pounds each. They hover? They hover. They're not even touching the ground. They use neodymium magnets to support it. So that they float. Oh, my God. That's how they isolate vibration. Could you think of a better way to isolate vibration? Yeah, no vibration is better than some vibration. Than, yeah. yeah, no vibration at all. It's not connected to anything. And it'll hold 130 pounds? 130 pounds. 
Huh. Which is, you know, pretty impressive. That's a lot of weight. Wow. It's cool, man. So then I was thinking, you know, and they're 200 bucks each and they're back order. They're sold out. And I was thinking, you know, it's really not that complicated. It's just a platform and some neodymium magnets. So I went looking for neodymium magnets and I ran across this site that, well, I just think it has some potential in the Goliath category. So, you know, neodymium magnets are the best magnets out there. And I thought, you know, all these are really is a platform with a few neodymium magnets in it. And that reminded me of the site I found a while ago, which is very, well, Goliath-esque. Take a look at shrinkster.com slash AIW, Alpha Indigo Whiskey, and the fine folks at United Nuclear. Now, first thing is, (laughs) I really like the idea of having a credit card receipt that has United Nuclear on it, right? I need that (laughs) statement flowing out there on the internet, because that is going to get you stopped at every airport for the rest of your life. I like that. That's great. One transaction for United Nuclear, and your world is screwed. (laughs) But actually, scroll down on this page. I mean, these guys are not great website designers, but take a look at the neodymium magnets they have here. Diamagnetic levitation. Sure. Interesting. So they have something that's just hovering between two magnets, which is the forces are jointly and oppositely uh, tracting it yep. and repelling it at the same time. But you scrolled too far. Look at the magnets first, because some of these magnets are absolutely Goliath-esque. So are you saying that with these neodymium magnets, you could actually build a platform that would hover and hold more than 130 pounds? Sure you could. These are N40 grade magnets, man. They're much higher quality than the ones that are in those platforms. Now I got an issue with this. Is, are these magnets going to upset the little hard drive in your TiVo? These mag- You get some of these bigger magnets. These bigger magnets will yank the picture off your TV and destroy every electronic device in your so room. So that's why they don't use ones that are have... Oh, come on. Don't be a wimp. <laughs> See, <laughs> I would point out that these guys have magnets here. That are thirty, you know, for thirty bucks are powerful enough that they'll break your hand if they get too close to another one. Are you serious? Oh, absolutely. These are dangerous magnets. These bigger magnets are incredibly powerful. Like which bigger ones? They any anything over an inch square. Well, there's a picture of a guy holding one. Going to hurt you. Here's a guy holding about I don't know, a quarter of the way down, a yeah. three inch diameter, one inch thick magnet, and the guy's holding but it. You'll notice he's holding. One. Also, oh, Carl, oh. Carl, notice in that picture. I know what you mean. If, Carl, I, if you had your hand between two of them is what you're saying. Carl. You would be in trouble. Also notice in that picture he only has four fingers. <laughs> <laughs> he slipped. Our most powerful magnet. Warning. There you go. These are absolutely Each- not toys and can be very dangerous. Keep away from children. These can easily crush fingers. We cannot be held responsible for injury or damage caused by these powerful magnets. But they sure are fun. We can only ship these magnets by ground UPS. They cannot be shipped via air as it will interfere with the aircraft's navigational equipment. I'm talking magnet. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. For $100, you can have your own portable EMP generator. Now, I wonder. Now, I'm serious. Like, if I made a, a drum room and I had it, I wonder if I could levitate a drum set. Absolutely. uh, You know, levitate a room that held a drum set in it and not interfere with the microphones. Uh, These magnets are pretty powerful. I mean, they're going to cause a lot of trouble. So they're going to cause... But, you know, there's ways you can do some isolation on them as well. mm. But, you know, if you really want that much power, you start playing games with electromagnets anyway, right? Mm. 
and all you really want to do is float the drum platform. Yeah, that's right. It can be done. I think it would be better to do it with with uh, uh, electromagnets because then you could power it up and power it down. Oh, that's true. Take a look at that MagnaView fluid further that's down. That's awesome. I'm looking at it now. Isn't that great? <laughs> what is that? What it is is basically a liquid carrier with a whole bunch of very fine magnetic particles floating in it. Oh. Microscopic magnetic particles. So essentially what you're seeing is the magnetic field created when you bring other magnets past it will make it move. Oh, my God. It's like goo. It is like goo. But you know, literally, each of these particles is, is a couple of nanometers across. So they're oh very, very God. fine. So it's like less than sand. Yeah. Much, much, much less mess, than sand. Like iron filings, maybe. Even, even yeah. So they just yeah. put a... Finer than that. They put a dropout. It looks like they put a dropout on a, on a piece of glass or table, and then underneath it, they put a magnet. Yeah. And you're going to get this field effect. And as you move it around, they're going to roll around. Sweet, man. That is amazing. I need this. So, the, I mean, and look at the pricing on this stuff. None of this is incredibly no, expensive. No, no, it's pretty cheap. So, you know, really, an awful lot of fun can be had. I think here. this is great for your Prius, man. <laughs> there you go. How to ruin an in-car computer in five seconds. One easy step. Wow. Magnetic Super Bowl sculpture. That is so cool. Yeah. See, I think if you're just going to have some fun with magnets, you want to probably stick to the magnetic sculpture set because a uh, little safer... You know, you keep yourself out of trouble. There's an awful lot of white space at the bottom of this page. Yeah. Well, nobody said they were web designers. They're magnet people. Yeah. Neat. You know, they got halfway through making that website up, and then somebody walked by with one of those three-inch jobbies. Now, you made a a reference to Goliath. You said Goliath-esque. Some of our listeners may not remember um, that story. So what I would do is we're going to make a link to the Goliath story that you told, uh, which is the best geek story ever told anywhere by anyone, <laughs> and we'll link to it uh, on the on the page. What about what about my story when I had to study for that test and I had to stay up all night? Nope, it's better than that one. Yep. <laughs> hey, granted, nothing happened to that story, but still, I thought I told it pretty well. <laughs> I told it in yes, a millisecond. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> a millisecond. All right, Richard. That's great, man. Well, I love I, this site. I'm just here. I'm going to be here for a while. Yeah, I'm Bookmark serious. that, buddy, that, that one, buddy, because the next one is for you. Good, because I, like I was feeling like the unwanted child at Christmas time. Uh, you are not the unwanted child. <laughs> Back I'm, like I'm here to answer again. your wishes, man. I've got, I've got the site for you. It's at shrinkster.com slash AIX, Alpha Indigo X-Ray. And the website is? WickedLasers.com. WickedLasers. Like it. WickedLasers. I, I know you wanted to refit your deflection game, so I had to find you the resource for Thank it. You. And I, if you go to the purchase a second, they've got, go straight to the elites, man. That's what you're looking for. A $500, 125-milliwatt oh laser. You get to play the game exactly once because it's going to melt the king that loses. This, this, is, this is real shit. These are serious lasers. These are lasers you're going to have to wear goggles to use. Not even shooting into your eye, just being in the same room with Holy it. Holy shit, there's a video of a guy lighting a match with a laser. There they you made go. them look like lightsabers. I love it. <laughs> My Actually, saber's longer than yours. Holy crap, you're lighting up the moon, dude. Mm. Yeah, I'm always here to deliver <laughs> for you. <laughs> it reminds me of the, that scene in which uh, Jar Jar got his head lopped off by an angry Ewok. Remember that scene? <laughs> that was a great scene. That was a, that's on the, the disc. That's not in the movies. Right. You got to get the disc. It looks like it's, they got shots of it, pictures of it burning a hole through something. 
popping balloons. Oh my balloons. god, it's my theory. When green laser light touches red, it explodes. <laughs> I knew it. And they were trying to kick me out of physics school for that. So that explains all the pyrotechnics at the Disney shows at, at Epcot. It's pretty cool. There you go. All right. All right. Thank you. And I got, well, I got one more toy for you, Mark. Okay, I'll take it. Because, you know, I didn't want you to be left out. I wanted you to, you know, to, I would, I should have actually just sent this to you for Christmas, but, uh, you know, it's Well, there's, it's there's still time. Things. I'm waiting out by my mailbox every day. <laughs> All right. Shrinkster.com slash A-I-Y. Alpha Indigo Yankee. Razorba. The Razorba. Razorba fought Godzilla in 1957. I remember, oh no, it's something different. Back shaver? <laughs> Back shaver. That's it. Mm. Oh, no. It's an arm. You stick a regular razor into it. It helps you shave your back. Oh, and no. I, you know, I knew this was an issue for you, Mark, so I, <laughs> I've been looking out for you, man. Here's your answer. Yeah, Wasn't your uncle a Cro-Magnon man? It's all like being back at home again. <laughs> Just like being back this, at home for Christmas. I love this little line right here. Back hair isn't attractive. Gee. <laughs> uh-huh. And all this time, I've been going to get it braided. It's so funny. Like, you really... <laughs> So what's going to happen is the girl's going to be with the guy. She's going to come around. She's going to see all these streaks cut out of his back. <laughs> Honey, will you braid my back hair tonight? Okay. Oh, uh, nice. Well, yeah, and I'm thinking about the accident potential with that. Like, you can do some serious harm to yourself. Yeah, especially if you've got, like, a skin tag or something you didn't know you have. There you Shut go. up, Carl. Well, you're going to find out about it all of a sudden. Yeah. Because how would you know? How would you know? I mean, you're a single guy. You you know you're you would you would be a single guy if you use this because let's face it you're married you don't give a fuck what your back looks like I guess your first <laughs> your first clue would be the blood pooling around your feet well how, no there no no go. how would you know you have a skin tag you're single no you've okay. never seen your back God. right can we can we make a rule no more discussion of skin tags on the show <laughs> <laughs> I think we found a button for Mister Mila all right I'll tell you a story. <laughs> So, during school, I think it was in grade 10, uh, basically, they to get me out of the computer room, I was put into this one-semester program, which was actually a mountaineering program. There were 14 guys and 14 girls in the class, and it covered a bunch of different regular classes. Can I make one observation? Your yeah. parents, instead of trying to get you off the streets, are trying to get you off the computer, trying to get you out of the there computer. You go. <laughs> it's going to cause trouble. No more computer for you. Let's get them out of the world. Yeah. They were trying to do something, right? And because it, it, it wasn't the computer, it was blowing stuff up, right? So one way or another, they had to get me out of town. So the thing that was interesting, so this class gave you credit for like four regular classes, like English and social studies and so forth. It was all these regular credits, but we did a, everything together as a group and we went and we did all this mountain climbing and things. And so everybody had to take a specialty as well and the, that they sort of contributed to group. But the specialty I took was first aid. So we were on this one climb. It was one of the hardest climbs we did up a place in, in British Columbia called Black Tusk, which is basically an extinct volcano and lots of glaciers and things like that. And I, you know, I dealt with various ailments. It was, you know, always dispensing aspirin and pamperin when necessary and, and uh, you know, fixing various kinds of typical injuries, poking fingers and burnts and, and minor things like that. So one of the prettier girls that was in the class, her name was Diane. She comes to me while we're up at one of the high campsites. She says, hey, I've got a cut on my leg. You think I can help me? I'm like, oh, of course. Yeah, you know, everybody gets cuts. You stepped on a stick or something and it cuts your leg. And I take a look and she shaved a divot out of her leg Ouch. four inches long. Ouch. How long? How long? Like four inches long. Oh, my God. God. And I'm like, how did you do that? She goes, oh, with my, my razor. What? What were you doing? I was shaving my legs. 
we're climbing a mountain. Why are you shaving your legs? He goes, well, don't like to have stubble. Okay. She was shaving her legs in a glacial stream. She was completely numb, so she couldn't feel it at oh, all. Oh, man. God. And just shaved this strip out of her leg. Ow! Was she using, like, a flat razor? Just No, just your regular kind of safety razor. She just pushed a little hard. She oh, couldn't feel it. Oh, my God. So I know why this whole thing is linked up to what Carl's talking about is because you examined the strip of skin, and it did have skin tag on it. There you go. <laughs> you don't need to have a skin tag to do serious harm to yourself with a razor. Yeah. Well, that's his point. Sorry, I missed there it. There you go. I always miss that, the moral of the story. Was she blonde? She was, actually. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> well, kids, I think that's a show. Talking about pain, well, and Christmas more. for that matter. Tell me how I tied pain and Christmas together with this particular toy. Oh, slash... A-I-Z, Alpha Indigo Zulu. We are still going. Perpetual Kid. The Perpetual Kid <laughs> and the Voodoo Doll Toothpick Holder. <laughs> Isn't this great? Six bucks. It's worth the gag. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Isn't that great? I love oh. it. You know, the only thing is, I envision like thousands of these with, you know, handwritten Mark <laughs> on them in the world. Yeah, I'm just thinking next time I have a, I, I, next time I have a Christmas party and you got to, you know, you got out the little cocktail weenies and stuff. I just have like a half a dozen of these guys lying around with toothpicks sticking out of them. <laughs> Does it have uh, uh, name tags? Uh, uh, no. Uh, it's cool. I like it. You like it? I do. Okay, well, I don't think I'm quite ready to give up yet. I think I'll have to have one more bad toy and one more good toy. And the bad toy is important because there's one category of toys I haven't touched on yet. If you think hard, you'll realize what I've list left out. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? I'm thinking the bad Japanese toys. Yeah, you'd be correct. We've been missing the bad Japanese toys and... So, this is actually a link to a translated site at shrinkster.com slash AJ0. That's Alpha Juliet Zero. I've seen a few sites talking about this, but this is the original site, and it's a Japanese translated site. So, get this. Just when you thought Americans were lazy, this is a pillow sold in Japan so that video gamers don't have to hold up their own heads. I like it. It's good, man. I got it. AJ0. So you sit cross-legged, you put the pillow in your lap, and you rest your chin against it, and now you don't actually have to hold yourself up. That's funny, man. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, if only they'd invent something so I didn't have to hold my knees up on either leg. That'd be great, too. Well, that's why you know it's Japanese, because no American, or North American, for that matter, would actually willingly sit cross-legged on anything. You're correct. Especially and we don't even have floor. to laugh about the Jap- the you know, the... the uh, <laughs> The Japanese English translated text here, which is always hilarious. Yeah. It's just the picture of the guy. You know? It's true. <laughs> dude, can't you hold up your own head? I mean, come on. You know, guys, we always make fun of the Japanese to English translations, but I'm actually beginning to think that that's how Japanese language works. <laughs> I think that's what they, when they're talking to each other, they actually say, now becoming absorption, having played the game of topic. <laughs> When and when looking at the personal computer and the television and the like, when it is opposite to the time long picture, the waist <laughs> in the back, which becoming the stoop being painful, being harsh when it does. And they're like, yes, 
I think that's how Japanese language. I don't know, but I think. <laughs> Furthermore, like the normal co- uh, cushion, because it is not too soft if the arm was placed in both sides, a state where the arm is lifted naturally, being able to keep, you do not become tired, can concentrate on also job. I need to explore my horizons. I'm going to find out. I'm going to investigate this, kids. <laughs> All right, I got two more toys for you. They tie together. One of them is really a notice you should be paying attention toy, and it's at shrinkster.com slash AJ1, Alpha Juliet 1. And all I've done is linked you to the Dell site. Oh, Because Dell is now selling... What, 30? That 30-inch LCD display for 2,200 bucks. Oh, my God. Can you see that? I just bought a 24 from them last week. Yeah. Now, the only thing I would say in favor of the 24 over this 30 yeah. is that the 24 will work with a totally conventional video card up to 1920 oh, by yeah. 1200. It's dirt simple to set up. Yeah. This screen is 2560 by 1600, and a regular video card cannot drive it. It requires yeah. two DVI connections and a special kind of video card called a dual link card. Mm. They're generally only PCI Express. They're fairly Damn. expensive cards, and they're specialized. You have to go find one to drive this display. On the so other hand, no, when you're done, you'll have a 30-inch display and kick ass. There's, there, there's no laptop way to drive this I'm yet. I'm thinking no. No. Other than the, yeah, my monitor is now bigger than the, the backseat of my car. That might be an issue. Dude, it's not a big deal. Okay. All right. Well, you ready anyway. for a big deal? Well, Richard, I'll give you one Dell, more, man. My Dell laptop has a VGA out and a DVI out. And I could probably convert the VGA to DVI, couldn't I? It wouldn't be dual link. So the whole thing with dual link is you're literally splitting half the signal for the screen onto each cable. They have to be perfectly synchronized. Oh, okay. It's got to really be one card, and and they've got to be identical the way that they send their signals. It's a very tricky thing that they're doing there. And they they do it for a few other kinds of monitors, uh, mostly for satellite photos and that sort of thing. And this is an LG LCD, right? I think the core is still LG slash Samsung. But, yeah. uh, you know, Dell is just making, bringing it to the masses, which is a phenomenal thing. That's what they do. That's what they do. So I was trying to find a good home for this lovely Dell display, and I found it at shrinkster.com slash AJ2. That's Alpha Juliet 2. Now, you may remember Poetic Tech, but here's something a little simpler and a little more elegant and, well, just darn funky. It's called NetThrone. I can oh, use this at home. It is an integrated stand for seat, keyboard, and display. This is exactly what I designed in my head and never never made because I'm unskilled. Oh. But I want this. Get a good look at it. Click on the features button down the bottom left there. They got a little animation. Uh, it ro- it rocks back, doesn't it? And the, the, seat key- rocks and the monitor back, moves. The seat slides backwards and forwards, headrest up and down. Yeah. Keyboard arm backwards and forwards so you can push it out of the way. The display slides up and down and angles. This is I'm not kidding. This is exactly I would design this. I was going to have somebody build something like this. What I find me. interesting is that the natural posture has you almost lying flat on your back. Yeah. Mm. The, only, the only thing that I don't like about this is it looks like a dentist chair in the, you know, the chair part. <laughs> you know the other part they're avoiding showing you here? No mouse. Yeah, I don't see a mouse. No, you know where you'd put it? Oh, you right. put it on the arm you're of the chair it. as a rollerball. Because there's no uh, way a pad's going to work with all those angles involved. Well, you know, actually, there's a, there's another problem, too, and is that when you're using a keyboard like that, your hands are up above your elbows, 
which is not good. You really need to split the keyboard in half and have each half on your side, your hands laying straight back down. But then you could like work like 24 hours a day. Think about it. Yep. Just be like in his brain attached to a machine and the internet. Well, I told you that story of the guy who had the data hands. Yeah. He wired the data hands to a projector shot on his ceiling and literally laid in bed to program. Yeah. I'm working on that, Richard. Yeah. He, so you need, he started programming either. and then falling asleep in the way he am again and eventually went completely nuts. Yeah, this is cool. <laughs> though. Being able to lean back and adjust that while you're working, though, still could be cool. Yeah. Plus, you could motorize it and, like, you know, tell everybody you were going to rule the world and stuff like that. <laughs> Watch out. I'm going to send another blast in there North is, Dakota. There's another fundamental problem with this. Only room for one monitor. Well, there's only one monitor arm. But there's no question that I could put a cross member on there and, and mount multiple displays together on it. I love the products button. There's one product. There's one product, and everything can else I, is coming soon. Can I use this with my 21-inch CRT monitor? <laughs> I'm thinking no. What if I got those big magnets and held it up with the magnets? <laughs> That's right. We want this whole thing to float around. And by the way, when you click on get one, it says coming soon. Coming soon. Oh. And it is coming soon. They're showing them off at CES. Okay. Oh, it totally looks like a Japanese character when you click the get one, and then it turns into an image of their chair. There you go. Very clever. That's pretty cool. I'm glad you showed me that. Richard. I'm glad to have showed it to you. Very On behalf good. of all our listeners, I say thank you. Thank you. And on behalf of all our listeners, I'm saying thank you for bearing with us through the holidays and spending this time with us on this unnaturally long version of Mondays. We've been pent up waiting to talk to you guys, and uh, thank you for listening again. We hope this extra long show makes up for the fact that you've had nothing for like a month. And yeah. also all the other f***-ups we're going to do later on this year. <laughs> <laughs> and next week, Karen will be back. She had an emergency she had to take care of. We'll find out next week what that was. She'll be back, and we're going to talk to, to each other about what we got and gave for Christmas. woo All right. Be good. Be good to each other. You know what I mean. Talk to you next week. Bye.